Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hi. You know that movie you always wanted to see, but you didn't for whatever reason? Well, I call those black hole films. Everyone has them, and this podcast aims to do something about that. I'm Jeremy Lalonde, and every episode I'll be joined by one or more guests to watch a film that at least someone in that group hasn't seen. We'll talk about our expectations of it before it, and then our thoughts after it. This is episode 7, and I'm joined by Mark Weeb, who has been seen on shows like Flashpoint, Private Eyes, Glenn McDonald, who has been in Private Eyes, King, The Border, and he's directed a few short films himself. Um, and last but not least is my dear friend David Tampa, who's been in a bunch of my stuff. He was in Sex After Kids. Um, he was also the camera operator, who is kind of the point of view of the entire film in the untitled work of Paul Shepard. Um, and he's been in a ton of stuff also um, without me, like Guidance, The Expanse, The Girlfriend Experience, Murdoch Mysteries, yada yada, goes on and on. He's a lovely man. And last but not least, my wife makes a very <laughs> short appearance uh, in the intro. And we all sat down and watched the film together. So we're sitting down to watch A Fish Called Wanda. Uh, so we'll go around the room, everyone can introduce himself, and you can say if you've seen the movie or not. My name is Mark. I have not seen the movie. Oh, no, I have. What are you talking about? I, have, I just haven't seen it in a while. That's what, it, that's what I meant to say. What? Yeah, I have seen it. Oh, God. It's what? already what? destroyed. Uh, I'm Dave Tampa, and uh, <laughs> I... Uh, I haven't seen the movie this year, but I've seen it <laughs> a million times. Basically, every year since I was—I don't know what age. Basically, I'd say. I'm Glenn McDonald. I'm very honored to be in this lovely man cave, and uh, I saw the movie on VHS. I didn't see it in the theaters, so I'm. Uh, Is that the last time you saw it? That's all I saw it on VHS. Oh, nice! So it's, yeah. it's the one and only time. Yeah. Wow. You've only seen it I probably saw it on a one-inch TV on the bus. So <laughs> amazing! I barely didn't see it at all. Are you enjoying um, Emily Lalonde, and I saw the movie when I was a kid. There you go. VHS, probably. <laughs> so I'm Jeremy, uh, and I, I think the more I thought about it, I think I saw this movie once. I have zero memory of it though. All I know is the cast. I don't. I couldn't tell you the plot. Um, then, all I, then you I, haven't seen it. I know it's a metaphor for like what? No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> uh, I had my fr- my family wasn't really into British comedy, yeah. so I watched like all the Monty Python stuff through Friends and that kind of thing. And I had one friend in particular that was really into British films, and so we used to have like a little movie night. Just he and I would make pizza and watch. And I feel like one night we watched this, but I have no memory of it. Maybe you fell asleep. I don't think so. So anyway, so I think I'm. So things might come back to me as I watch it, but it's just weird for me that I have no memory of it because I have such a crazy movie memory that I feel like I didn't watch it. But for some reason, I have a weird memory of it. Is this considered an English film? I don't think so. English British? No, it's half and half. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, it's most of the Python crew plus Kevin Kline. Two of them. Two of them. Half of them. A third. Less than half. God, I'm just math all screwed up. Uh, great. So that's about that. Uh, so For the record, I was a kid too when I saw this because I'm not that old. Okay. VHS. VHS. <laughs> really wanted to have that. VHS. <laughs> VHS. VHS. VHS dates you. 
Right. All right. So let's uh, let's turn it off and watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excited. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right. So we're back. Hi. Uh, so. My only memories was the stuff with the fish. I don't know if I've seen that in the clip show or if I actually had seen the movie before. Those are the only parts I remember. And how old do you figure? I was a teenager. Okay, teenager. If I, if I would have seen it, it would have been when I was a teenager. But nothing else rang a bell? So I think I just saw clips of Yeah, you must have, because it's must have so... Seen it, that scene in like a Kevin Klein clip show reel. <laughs> right. Yeah, sure. Because um, I don't know what... Nothing else really rang a bell for me. And I think I would have remembered so much There's of that. There's so... Yeah, you can't not remember a lot of that. There are so many famous scenes in it, right? And they're in, you you see know what kind of bo- At the end, they do that those ridiculous, like, this is yeah. what they're doing now, which is the stupid... I know. <laughs> like the mo- they didn't have to do that. Yeah, none of that happened. It wasn't necessary. No. But they, they didn't do the guy that went to jail, the fourth guy in their party. Well, he that's right. He, well, he... He they, got married. There you go. Yeah. You got married in jail? Yeah, exactly. You got For married me, in jail. They, they throw out like a thousand jokes in this film. And yeah. 500, 500 of them are great. And 500 of them are not great. <laughs> and then about a hundred of them are like genius. Stellar For jokes. me. For me. Like they're, they're just the best scenes I've ever, comedy scenes I've ever seen. Okay, count them down. 100. No. Okay, number one. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? The greatest scene was when she shows up at, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis shows up at his house in the black dress and oh, you know, right, that, that scene epic. just had me on the floor. Yeah, well, that's that one was one of those epic. classic like it's so that went to a moment right? where well when Kevin when Klein comes out and yeah and it's just Cleese's face. Yeah, Cleese, his face is he's never seen him before and you, but you don't realize it but you click in with him and then it's it's like it's just all all that genius. It's just yeah, so that, genius. And then the white closes the door, he screams, and it's like, where the fuck did she go? Yeah. yeah. It's all okay. okay with that moment. <laughs> yeah. And he played that marvelously straight in such a handy Very small. Movie. Very small. Yeah. Cleese? Yeah. yeah. He, he kind of anchors the chaos, right? Absolutely. He really does. And his wife, too. Actually. Well, he's like the ultimate well, straight man. Have such a big... Cleese is like well, the ultimate straight he, man. He, do, he does really large things in Monty Python. Sure, but I mean this movie. But in this movie, yeah, yeah, perfect. That's funny yeah. that you say he does large things in Monty Python. He doesn't, but he does it with the, in the straightest way. I mean, yeah. if you look at the funny walk guy, I mean, come on. Yeah, he's not, he's not winking while he does it. Never. No, no, no. I mean, never, the, no, the, the biggest in this is Palin. Goes the biggest. No, Kevin Klein's the biggest by far. I don't know, but like in terms of... Uh, Kevin Klein's still playing it pretty grounded. Like, Palin's big. Like, he is doing... Pa- Palin, I think, is one of the more realistic ones, except... That he's got a bunch of nudge, nudge, wink, wink moments. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Throughout. It's yeah, a lot of unrealistic so, so, actions, yeah. you know. But his, the, the dramatic stuff that he does is, is, I think, really good. And the dramatic stuff that uh, uh, John Cleese does is really Talk good as well. Notch. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah the romantic fantastic. stuff. You forget how much of a sex symbol Jamie Lee Curtis was in <laughs> the 80s. Yeah. yeah. There's this, there's Trading Places. There's that thing with um, the, the action well, the, movie. Eventually True Lies. Oh, True Lies. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was yeah, much yeah, later. later but yeah. It's the same kind of thing. But she slaughters in this, right? She kills every guy. Like, she, she, yeah. but she besides dominates like, all of them. Maybe Audrey Hepburn. She's a She's manipulator. Perfect manipulator. But it's like, who, who else? Besides, I think Audrey Hepburn might be there, but it's like, who else had rocked that short haircut, like, back in the 80s? Yeah, it's pretty good. Stallone's then-wife, what was her name? She had that famous, uh... Who's Stallone's wife? Bridget something or other. Oh my gosh. To the internet. A French actress. Yeah, we need the internet. French actress oh, from, um, 
As you were, I'm gonna go on the internet. Stallone's wife. I don't know. Anyway, but it's just a bit short here. But you think about it, it's like, so what? And then she kind of, after, I don't remember much of her after True Lies, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, I don't know. I don't know either. She's awesome in this, though. She's great. She's she's gorgeous. Her comedic timing is phenomenal. Bridget Nielsen. Short hair. Just saying. Right. But that short hair went (laughs) on. Sorry. No, but you don't think of a, you like, if you were just to think about like iconic like sex symbols of the 80s, you wouldn't instantly think of Jamie Lee Curtis. But yet, like every movie she was in in this period, she was designed to be like the smoking. Right, that's true. Like funny, smart, super Yeah, funny, smart, and sexy. Yeah. yeah. Like not sexy in an obvious way, I don't think. In this film, that's all she's doing for most of the time. I mean, that's not what she, she really feels. Yeah. Because she's manipulating. All the time until the end. No, no, not surprised at all. You just forget. No, you just forget because you don't think you don't remember her as that. Right, right. I do. But even in Halloween, I guess Halloween that was like she was the original scream queen, right? That's right. That's prom night and all those kind of movies. Um, so many great moments. Yeah, that that scene. The oh god, I wish I was just the one where he's speaking Russian and he gets naked and then the underwear on his face and then the the family family, like that's already very funny yeah and the fact that he grabs the wife's picture yeah like that that's yeah. a big that's and then and then not only that too, then she recognizes she recognizes yeah, right? yeah, right? so like fantastic. just raising the stakes it's just perfect and a lot of those scenes went to 11 like, like that they doubled I know. down again Absolutely. and again and again over and over and over and they, they just anything that could realistically go wrong they, they let go wrong. Cleese is a sneaky, say. handsome guy. Yeah. Hey? Yeah, he worked it's out. Like it's it's he worked out for this one. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Attractive, man. Hey, but he kept on doing that thing where like, he pushed his jowls. Right, yeah, that was it. I noticed that. that wasn't it. Well, that's one of those other 500 things. That, like, there's things where it's like, ah, oh, I think that's supposed to be a joke. But I no, but that's hilarious, though, because a lot of people I've never done that. I didn't know that good beards, though. So Yeah, that's why you have beards. That's the We don't need to push our jowls back. We just. <laughs> I don't have jowls. I, I barely no, have no, uh, a jowl. It's, it's jowls. very unfortunate for me. Does a jowl move? That. Yeah, you push them back. But that speech he has uh, about Britit, uh, being British and what it is, what yeah. it is to be English, is so beautifully delivered. Yeah, like it's like this. This is for me. Well, why he wrote this, right? Cleese wrote the movie. Yeah, he, was it, it, he him, wrote him, him. Wasn't it? I think it was Palin? screenplay by him. No, Palin wasn't on the writing credits. Oh, was I think the director and he shared story by. Okay. But uh, yeah, he, he wrote it. That's oh, interesting. And then cast Jamie Lee Curtis to make out with him. Smart. As man. you do. But well, you know, I gotta admit that this film was a lot hammier than I remembered it. Like, this is my second time seeing it. It's been at least 20, yeah, there's a 20 lot plus of... years. I was like shocked at how thin the plot was. I mean, these guys have nothing on the Oceans movies. I mean, they go in there and they, they steal 13 million from a chain link fence. It's yeah, like, that's not what the movie's not, about. It's not, no, not at all. But I don't it's know, all relationships. It's yeah, all... absolutely. They get it out of the way, but it was just kind of, you notice it right away. It's a pretty low rent place to store 13 million pounds. I mean, it's it kind of it, I mean, it's obvious. very much a movie of the 80s. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And they don't understand everything about it. The way it's shot, right. the music, everything about yeah, it. Yeah, they don't even go into detail of how they knew the diamonds were there. They didn't care. How yeah, they're yeah. going to fence them after. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. It's not I'm the so kind of movie. I'm so glad, though. Like, yeah. oh, we don't need any of that. Yeah, you're right. Because that's yeah. not what it's about. Like, who cares? Who cares no, about it? But the, simplest, so the, whole, the whole plot didn't matter. <laughs> but that's the simplicity of it. The simplicity. Yeah, that's, the, that's not the plot. That's the setup. 
No, yeah, but it continued on. That was just one example. I mean, right. just going, it culminating with the, 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 the trial scene, and she's on the stand saying, you know, and he left with his shotgun. I mean, right. like, come on. Ridiculous. I mean, it's like it, I had to laugh when it just came, it came out of me. Like, oh, that's so bad. But, but he does this thing where it evolves care. into this, like, love story. Like, yeah. It sort of yeah, evolves, completely. you know, into this, and everything shifts towards, like, the, these two people, maybe they'll come together. Maybe they'll come together. I, that's what I love about the movie. Like I, I love the jokes are awesome, and Klein kills it for me all the time. But then I love how he just slowly started to weave in that Cleese loves this girl for you know for no for well, then you know, she falls for him. Yeah, yeah, she totally wow. does. She yeah, does you, buy him and you buy it. Yeah, well, I mean, so cool. It, the the diamonds grease the wheels for that love story for sure. Like, but they they also both are honest about that eventually. Like that's kind of well. She has that great moment where she's well. like, "Are you wealthy?" And he's like, "No." But you see her face like she's disappointed, but also she's like, "Well, maybe does it?" Like yeah. you can see her th- one thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And it's that- the same thing in the car, right? What does she say? She asks him something, and then they cut away, and they cut back, and she's on his chest. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's like the. They just have this thing, this thing that's kind of... Well, because I think uh, everyone has their own, like, weaknesses and things, and, and that's, for them, agreeing that they're going to share this money is enough to put them over the edge. So it's like, okay, we'll do it. We'll we'll throw ourselves into this. It's sort of bizarrely honest in that way. Like, in yeah. the way that Cleese and his wife's relationship yeah. is completely not... Like, they do not enjoy each other in the least. That's a marriage that just because they're married and they're sticking together only because they're married already, Porsche. you know. And, or I don't <laughs> even know if it's a Porsche, right? The daughter that they clearly both hate. <laughs> well, they just hate their Scott lives. Scott nose. They, yeah. She hates her life clearly. He hates, hates his life clearly. The daughter hates her life clearly. She yeah. was great. The Dude, wife. The wife really, was amazing. amazing. She was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, she's so bang on. Like, that she line is, it's all, when Kevin Klein awkwardly makes up the name, and then she repeats it perfectly. Uh, my Man father was Men's of the Secret Service, Mr. Man from Jim Simpson. And just tears it's, him down. It's perfect. And like, yeah. oh, it's so good. I seem to remember, you know, when this movie came out, everybody was talking about the guy killing the dogs and all that. And we're not even talking about that. Why is that? It's because it's not that funny. It's such an easy joke. But, but yeah, by, well, you know by that at every... that time when the film came out, it was like that was the but, funniest. But at that time we were younger, and so that was probably. But in general, I remember people talking about that. I do remember like, that. Like everybody, yeah, everybody was discussing oh. it. And well, because right now, like, as soon as he kills the first dog, you're like, all right, well, now we got to wait and see him. How is he going to kill the next yeah, two? Yeah, they're all going to die. And they kind of set that up with making the dogs unlikable when they try to bite him. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get away with it. They set it up. Kalen's not the bad guy because the dogs are worse. They tried to bite him. No, Bill's not the bad guy because he's so crushed every he's time. He's crushed every time he kills. He's yeah. not trying to kill a dog. He's trying to kill a lady. So upset. He also uses a killer dog. It's like yeah, kind of an killer animal. This guy is. He's like firing his dog. Up. The dog maims him first, so yeah. that's how you you forgive him for that. Like, how did he hurt his eye? The dog did that. No, the the no, no, that was a car crash. The the dog yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the yes. dog was over here. The scratches were on the his left side. The eye was from the car crash. That you see Jamaican, when he comes out. That Jamaican That's horrible, thing yeah. was ridiculous. What was that? <laughs> well, he's just trying to disguise like sketch, himself. Sketch, that wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't like he wore a black face. That sketch. wasn't that bad. I think he had smudging. Oh, did he? I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I, then I retract my It was, it was, it was subtle. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what Sketch was going on. comedy. Let's talk about um, Kevin Klein in this movie. Right. Ama- There's Did so many moments. Did star to this one? No, he was already he did the big show by this point. That's true. This is 88, right? 88, yeah. What? Nobody likes the big show anymore? I don't anymore? think so. 
That's another one I gotta amazing. watch again. I That's watch a great that movie. I'd watch that I got the Criterion downstairs. It's really dated. I'd watch oh, sure, but they're all dated. You have to like, you have to watch it and appreciate it within the time it's made. No, but right? sometimes, but sometimes it like there's a cla- a classic is is something that withstands the test of time. Like this holds up. Like, I never... This to me holds up completely. Yeah. I mean, not every moment, but no, no, no. You can see, but the well, movie it, does completely. Yeah, it's got a different pacing of mo- than modern comedies, but I still appreciated it. Even some of the jokes. Don't yeah, quite hold up, but no. Most of them but there's enough, like you said, there's enough that do ones. work. Like they're just, they're just firing stuff nonstop. Yeah. So the stuff that misses, it doesn't matter because there's something else coming. Ten others in like five seconds. <laughs> so anyway, Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. Oh God, I wish there's so many moments. That moment where they're at the not the penthouse, but his friend's house, and they have, it's a great wonder, and they're just it's it's Cleese and. And her and they're just they're they're about to get intimate. And all he just pops up. Don't call. Me. When they're, they're yeah, making yeah, fun yeah. of him. Don't call me. Stupid. Don't call me. Stupid. Just, he comes out and it's so amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah. How does he get behind the bed? Like he's oh, just, behind it's just, the bed. Like for me, like just looking at it as like a filmmaker, I'm like the timing yeah. of that is just phenomenal. Well, and then the cut to Cleese being upside down. Yeah, yeah, that was fantastic. Cool. And then amazing pan tilt yeah. twirl around. It's, it's he's like, so still and static. That's uh, what he's being held, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever rig they had him on, like, he's not, like, swaying. He's just very calm and just... <laughs> giving the lawyer's speech, the yeah, perfect retraction. He played it perfectly, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, just how every time Klein tries to do something right, yeah. he just, he can't let himself. He's so fucking stupid. Yeah. It's, and I love that he the approaches... The gray hair he has. He approaches stupid by being smart, by... Yeah, thinking he's elect- intellectual. Like that's that's perfect. That's what they do. And the, perfect. And his like obsession with his own body odor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps on fires him off. Yeah, the fires him off. That's oh, and it moves the boot, and, and it's like yeah, that's good really capacity. Well, that's sexy when he's like having sex with Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. And he's just like his body's going so high in the yeah, air. It's, it's ridiculous. Just, yeah, it's it's a bit too much on purpose. Right. His, his whole character, orgasmic face. I'm hit and miss. Yeah, his him. orgasm was just stupid. Yeah, yeah. God, it got a little out there. Totally, a lot of a, totally a bunch of this is what I'm talking about. Where I say that Kevin Klein is the most over the top character. Sure, because he has a lot of moments like that where it's. Where it's large, like it's large. I'm not talking about like winking. I'm talking about yeah, just yeah, being, yeah. just insanely large. He was pretty honest when he was eating the like, fish, though. He was, that was a really effective moment. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. he just knew well, he's the get villain of the movie, right? Yeah, the least. The least likable, maybe because well, he's so funny he's, at times. He's so likable. He's so stupid. Yeah, no, he's, he's the guy that eats the fish. He's the guy that he needs to lose. Fish. He's the guy that needs to lose. Yeah. Yeah, he's super likable, but he needs to. Doesn't he become the minister or something? In the end? Yeah, the minister, minister of, of justice, justice for South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, but but he oh, is of the terrible. of the mall. He's the villain of the movie, right? The yeah, movie for movie. sure. Outside of the uh, the guy who George Thomason, who really got screwed the most. He yeah, didn't get any big... funny lines. He tries to do all that unfucking believable scene. Wasn't you know who he reminded me of? He reminded me of Robert Carlyle. Like you were gonna read me yeah. the movie. Oh, that's right. You can't remember Carlisle as that part. <laughs> it would be a waste, though. It's not a great yeah. part. Well, you have I to don't make think it he better. It. You have to make it better. Yeah. He really—he's the one that gets screwed over the most, by far. And well, he ends up in jail in the end. He's got it. Everybody abandons. Yeah, him. but it's not even like he did something to really warrant it. He did a whole heist. Sure, but they all did. <laughs> I know. That's right. All the heisters got away with it except for him. But what <coughs> he do to be the one that deserves to go to jail? Well, they kind of they, 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 they kind of play him as the as a as a true jerk, right? A bit. Like he's, the he real he's, in, the yeah, he's the real villain. He's the real villain. Sure. Like, okay, that's fair enough. The shit he says. That's why he didn't get any jokes. 
he didn't get any jokes in the whole thing funny at all. all. Like they, did he even have one joke? No. Did they try to give him one with that scene where he keeps saying unfucking believable? No, I don't think so. I think that's pure celebration. Mm-hmm. Right. I think. I don't think it's spo- if it's supposed to be funny. It was a big mess. It doesn't. Yeah. I, but I don't even see. There's no joke in there when they're celebrating. It's just great. There's so many like levels of comedy in this. There's wordplay. There's physical stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one time there's like the be- is it the bedroom comedy is like when, when you have like um, like one coming in from one room and one's coming out. What's that called? There's farce. You mean? Yeah, farce. It's, it's farce, bedroom, I guess. bedroom so farce. The bedroom farce. Yeah, it's like there's that farce element to yeah, it. Yeah, There's so many layers well, and, and the levels. whole <sighs> Ken stuttering and and Cleese trying to get him. That's like the whole they're, 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 that epic scene. That's they're in the epic. middle of the build up to the climax, and then oh. they take that moment to no, just no, start to say it. That much more. Like uncomfortable, you know. Like, he's just like he's like with every moment, he's just right, right with him. Oh it's yeah, sick, what, sick. yeah, because he's so frustrated but trying to be polite about it. <laughs> Very English. Well, but he knows that's the way. Like I, I had a buddy in university that was a, he had a horrible stutter, and most of the time it was fairly manageable. But when it got stressful, it was bad. So anytime he had to do a presentation. It was horrible. So as when he was part of your group or whatever group he was part of, you had to give him a very small amount because it would take him so long to, to get through it. Uh, so so when you're talking to a stutterer, you're not supposed to help them. You're not supposed to complete their sentences. And you're supposed to be very patient, you know, and just let them do it on their own. So that's what Cleese's character is perfectly doing in that moment. He understands how he's supposed to speak to someone that has a stutter. Yeah. Because it will help them the most. Or you give them a sexy kiss like Jamie Lee Curtis did. Well, that that really works. To relax yeah, them. To yeah. relax them. Yeah. That that also sort of makes sense uh, in a weird way. Is that how you got your buddy to? That's how I kiss my buddy a lot in the, right before every presentation. Just get it over with. Let me know your information. Yeah, but just that moment was just brilliant, beautiful. But even the stuttering didn't feel like it felt a bit broad, but it didn't feel. It was it was used. It was perfectly it was used, used so well. Yeah, and then with no one, the only person that made fun of the stutter. Because none of them make well, the asshole. It's not the butt of the joke. Was Kevin Klein, but he's yeah. the asshole. But, but he's the jerk. Yeah. But what was great? It didn't bother me. And like, there's so many movies you watch from the '80s now, where you watch certain jokes, and it's like, and even like when he's pretending to be gay, it didn't feel offensive in the way that some stuff from the '80s that is like a bit homophobic, a bit racist. You just watch that, and you're like, ugh. Yeah, I didn't get that. No, it didn't feel that way. Which is like, which, which is kind of like a triumph. Given that it's now thirty years old, this movie. Yeah, it's true. Almost yeah. right. I must have been three when it came out. Like it's surprising because so much of that. I, I you know, I've been watching a lot of movies at that era now, and, you're like, and there's just little things you're like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I give that a pass now because because I think that for for a lot of those movies, that is the joke, mm-hmm. right? Because this, the, it wasn't the joke. The joke isn't that he he was pretending to be gay, or it wasn't it wasn't. The joke wasn't that he had a stutter. It's what they did with that. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it's not like Klein's putting on a voice to be gay. He's not like no. doing anything No, like that's that. true. Yeah. No, which is, which would have been not uncommon yeah. for people to do. It would have been that's a true. really easy joke to go for like a bad joke. But, you know, they, they didn't go for low-hanging fruit. Which is actually a bit surprising if you think about the hamminess of the movie. Yeah. Well, some of it, but not all of it is hammy. Some of not it, is, all of it is brilliantly witty. But they 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 run the whole gamut in terms mm. of comedy. That's which is what we were talking mm-hmm. about before. And so some of it is really hammy stuff. It yeah. doesn't work. I mean, for me at least. Sure. At this like stage. what? Like what? Um, 
I mean, I agree with you. I oh, every time, every time, every time, uh, Michael Palin goes to use his eye, but it's covered, and so he moves to the other. Yeah, eye. it's just not funny. It's just for me. It's not we all have. We all have after the fact. Yeah, it's not funny. It just doesn't. It doesn't work. Like it never makes me laugh. The, the, it's like, like the dog that's like literally flat, and there's no not a drop of blood near right. it. Yeah, it's not. It's not funny. Well, it's just a Looney Tunes cartoon at that yeah, point, right? <laughs> I like that Klein didn't die when he got ran over by the <laughs> yeah right. It's on the window. Oh, every time he yells "asshole," I don't find that funny in the least. I just think it's kind of stupid. I like his little tirades on Cleese when he has that little swearing. Yeah, tirade. I believe those. They're great. Yeah, I, I, I believe what the, those. What the yeah. British population thought thought of it, like the way Cleese wrote it. I just wonder what what how it was. Well, it gets a pass because received. Cleese was writing a commentary. Yeah, on yeah. I just wonder how it was. Of course, his character. Talks about that, all right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but even like he makes Klein talk shit about Brits, but it was written by a Brit, so yeah. it gets a pass, I think. Yeah. But that that saying, I don't know. Yeah, it gets a pass with Canadians anyway. Sure, it's kind of perfect for Canadians. There's <coughs> a Canadian there at some both. point, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah, Canadian he's woman. Canadian. She she pretended that someone was Canadian. I can't remember. Cleese was describing some girl or something. Oh yeah. The, the when he was, it was in that amazing scene in the living room. Just as they said that crazy case. This, they said this say, new yeah. intern over this Canadian girl. Oh, the, right. for the necklace. And then she's like, and that's where she goes into the whole. It's got a woof for Wendy, which is one of my favorite lines by her as well. <laughs> it's got it, a woof for Wendy. It's so well, the simplicity. Uh, you were talking about how like the, the plot is paper thin, but I mean that's there's nothing wrong with that. I think if you're, you're able to layer it with great characters and great moments, when you think about it, it's like. You know, for the mo- majority of the movie, Jamie Lee Curtis's goal is to keep the key. And when she loses it, to get it back. Yeah. You know, Kevin Klein's goal is to not let John Cleese fuck her. <laughs> or <laughs> anyone, for that matter. Yeah. yeah. That's true. You know. It's hard. It's hard to do, like, great, great is, plot now. Not to hurt animals. Palin's goal is it's to hard. kill that old lady. That's and right. And not hurt the animals. You know, how well it has to be written to be really great plots. So many great films we, have come and gone that... I prefer when the plot is thin, but the characters are strong. But I found at times, because of the procedural aspect of it, because they're, they're robbing, right. uh, they had to rely on the plot, and that's where the, the film, for me, failed in those instances. You know, well, right? Really, Sean throwing it at me, it's like, oh boy, that that moment was a dud. Let's, let's make like, like, give an example. Like, the court scene, it just culminates in that, that moment, and then the court scene where she gets up and she betrays her yeah, boss, yeah, yeah, George, yeah. and all that. I mean, well, that's that just, she has, they have both parts of the puzzle, right? They have the location and the key, so mm-hmm. they don't need him anymore. Yeah. So yeah. But, but her lie, I mean, I think to Glenn's point, like her lie it's is ridiculous. Yeah, it, 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 it never occurred before that moment. So like, or yeah, would they the, all be like, she's lying? The right? Palin character has to get the information to go kill the old lady. So she, he goes right up to the, the defendant on the stand and gets a... No piece of paper secretly. And in the same way, it's all old school, right? Going every time his gun, throwing the gutter out of around. Uh, that was, was the it boom time for terrorists back then. I mean, come on, it was so much easier. I get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, the air on airport security. Yeah, yeah, all the I mean, those are which the, I love. I love. That I don't moment. even care. Yeah, I actually do too. But in the, I guess the worst moment I keep bringing it up is that stupid court scene, which wasn't. A, it didn't ruin the film by any. It's like all the things you have to forgive, basically. Yeah, exactly. You do have to forgive that stuff. Yeah. And you have to. Yeah. 
That's the, I mean, I guess that's the... You should, I think. Yeah, the court scene's not amazing. It's a, it's, it's a functional scene that's required to get them from point A to point B. Well, and, and most importantly, to get uh, Cleese in trouble with his wife. Mm-hmm. And yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's, yeah, I think, need, the big reason why you keep that scene. Mm-hmm. You need it for them to have a clean break, so now he, it's okay. He doesn't want to be with his wife anymore. Well, she doesn't want to be with him. Yeah. Who, I, I well, he didn't want to be with her either. Well, neither yeah. one of them. Yeah, I yeah. felt bad for the wife. Uh, what do you mean? She had she got that gift. She wanted to have sex with him. And it was yeah, but she was enough. terrible at the, yes, the, the, in the introduction. First scene, is yeah. like she clearly doesn't care about his job. I know. She's more interested in the chip and the cup than she, she is about his day and that he won a case. Mm-hmm. So you but get, it is edgy though. They edge towards that, right? Because she kind of starts to come around a little she bit. Was she was coming around. They had thing. the beginning of the sex. You almost scene don't right know there. if she's going to come in and say, um. I know it's been terrible, but you know, you almost don't know if they're going to do that. But then she just writes him off. She throws him to the curb. Right. But then he—that—that's what gives him his balls. That, is, well, that's, that's almost. Uh, you need that to happen. That's so another you, plot. So you can forgive police. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay for him to walk, go off in the sunset with Jamie Lee Curtis if his wife leaves him first. Yeah. Right. But I gotta say that again. The wife was fantastic. That was a real She's pleasure. For really me had a crush that. on that wife. <laughs> she was just really, really She's good. good actor. I mean. Smaller part, but boy, did she play it well. I no, love the great. scene that where Jamie Lee Curtis and Kevin Klein are having sex, and it's juxtaposed, juxtaposed with oh, yeah. um, oh, them getting, getting, yeah, getting dressed. That was fantastic. And when she looks like she's like going to take her underwear off, and her nightie's covering yeah, her completely, yeah. but she's looking to make sure that John Cleese is looking, looking like hey, it's her, your husband. And were they, they were in, were they in separate beds? They were in separate, they were in separate, separate beds. Beds. single beds. It's just a, yeah. uh, it's just no really one wants to be in that marriage. Yeah, yeah it's a great definition. Really wants to be there. Is the only scene that Cleese and Palin are in is that scene at the end? Oh. When he's in the key? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. That's, that's, so. that's when he gets introduced. It's hilarious. Well, and then at the very end, sort of when uh, it's like she's going to run yeah. him over. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Only, they no, don't talk to each other. That was a great scene. But that's the really only scene. Which is that's true. Yeah, really funny. True. Considering you know they have considering the, the relationship, yeah. 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 Well, I guess was it because everybody was waiting for that scene to happen? You think was that a big part of the selling of that feature and marketing and all that? I don't know. There's two that. Monty Python guys. I don't remember. Like I didn't see them in the theater. I don't think. I, I, no, I didn't we see all them in the theater either. I don't remember any of that stuff. Eighty-eight. No, I, well, I, I don't know. I, don't know. I wonder if at the time, because what year were the Monty Python movies? They were like the seventies. Right? Seventies, mm-hmm. yeah, seventies, eighties. Uh, so yeah, so this definitely would have been the marketing would have been around that fact that it was two of Much the after. two of the Pythons are are doing this, and Cleese wrote it. That was a good scene between those two guys, though. Yeah, awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, also a big risk scene too, because if it go, if, if they don't really commit to that to what's going on, that that scene's a it's dud. gonna kill it. It's a yeah. dud. Yeah, yeah. It's but gonna they, kill they the, actually the take the it up a notch. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's true. Would you remake this movie today? Why? No, I'm not, I understand. But could you? If you were this, re- well, I'm biased against remaking yeah, yeah. movies because sure, you can sure, always sure. watch movies. But you should, the only movies you should remake, in my opinion, are, are bad movies. But with good stories. To make, to make them good. Well, no. I mean, you, whatever well, the reason is bad. premise, I mean, because otherwise why tell a story again? Like a premise that is interesting and good but wasn't executed properly. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I, I would be curious. Like, normally I, I give a hard no to, like, remakes, but in this one... I don't know. I would be curious to I see just, well, I how they would shift well, One thing we talk about sometimes on this podcast sure. is, is like, how, who would you cast today? Right. Or say, say, say it's not a remake, but say the movie's being made today. Like, Cleese, Cleese, 
you know, take Cleese's writing out of the equation. Then what do you have left? I don't know what I mean, but it's like the script is just there. It's like you can cast anyone with Cleese role. Oh, I see, I see. That's what I mean. I just wouldn't want to. They're all so perfect in all those roles. I love Cleese. It's it's so... My first thought for the Klein role was like John Cusack for some reason. He's way old. He's so old. Yeah, he's too old now. I'd still cast Kevin Klein in that role. Yeah, I, I was I cast, say, Here's who I'd cast. Kevin Klein, John Cleese, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> That's fair, fair. Michael Phelan. Yeah. Uh, Fierce Creatures. Is that a sequel? No, it's not a sequel. So it's the same uh, the same four, uh, five actually, because uh, it includes the wife whose name I, I need to look up so I know it. Um, same five oh, actors, God. but completely different characters, completely different story scenario, completely. Right. And it's abysmal. Mm. It's terrible. I, I'm not sure I finished the movie. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Because the wife's just, wife's first name was Mary. Really? That's all. Uh, yeah, that's all I know. Because I just remember that during this, I'm like, oh, was that a sequel or was this the same cast? No, no, just the same. So they all reunited with a terrible. Did he write it as well? Mm, yeah, I don't remember. It was it's a good, good title. Maybe he wrote zoo. the title because it was a good title. The Fierce Creatures. Yeah, yeah. it was a great title. Yeah, it's it just horrible movie. All right, we will, we'll, we won't revisit that. Yeah, so we'll cancel the double bill. <laughs> who's, who's doing funny comedy these days? Like, I'm trying to think still of who I would cast if I was gonna. Yeah, but who's who's doing like Judd this Apatow level or... of quali- quality? Comedy? Yeah, Seth Rogen would be. So like Steve Carell, like Steve Carell, and yeah. I mean, if you're That's doing a modern good. version of this, you'd probably put Ricky Gervais in the right. John Cleese role. In the John Cleese role. Oh, you, I mean, you could reverse it and have him as the Kevin Klein part. Yeah, Otto. He'd be that, would, that would be not bad. Have two Brits in America. Yeah, flip it. It would be fun to That's do. the way to do it. it That's how you remake Again, it. he's too old. Is your flip, but no! You, you, Ricky Gervais tried it. Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. he's too old. He's pretty, those guys, how, how he's old are they? He's got a tough to gray hair. Who would play uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? And Cleese has to have a magnetism. Chris Stewart. Yeah, Stewart? No, no. Someone who's, who who can exude sex in a manipulative way. Can she do that? I'm not, Kristen I'm, Stewart? She's no. not really... <laughs> We were getting into your fetishes, and that's fine. Uh, no, no. It would be uh, like um, uh, Bridesmaids. Kristen Wiig? Not Kristen Wiig. Uh, oh, Kristen Wiig could do it, though. She could probably do oh, it. Oh, uh, you're talking about... I know you're talking about. Um, yeah. Oh, God. She's great at comedy. Uh, Rose Who Burn. cares? Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne, yeah. Oh, I'm so upset that I forgot her name. Hilarious. I'm sorry, Rose Byrne. Very funny, very funny. I didn't She's hilarious. Yeah. She would be a great choice. Yeah. If yeah, you're flipping... Be, if you're yeah, flipping... Yeah, if you're flipping it. Yeah, Rose Byrne would be an amazing choice she's for British. that. She's British. Okay. Yeah, she's absolutely British. Okay, great. Um, and then for Michael Palin... Oh, you know, Chris O'Dowd could play John Cleese's part, probably. Yeah. That's a great choice. Yeah. He's got the same sort of sad everyman, but very, very funny. Although that doesn't help with the... He's not American. Ah, take that out. Take that out. <laughs> um... Palin could be kind of anybody in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a weird way. Throw, give me a dozen names, they probably all work. Steve Buscemi? What? I don't know why that popped in my head. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm going with older. Do you know modern day actors, Jeremy? No, I've seen movies. It could be Ken, I guess. I don't know. Ken could be played older. Ken? Yeah, Ken's age is kind of moot. I, I guess yeah. so. The fact that they're all the same age, I guess Cleese is the oldest. Cleese is oldest, for sure. 
is the oldest. Although, although that that could be really effective to have an older old barrister partner. No, because yeah, you gotta Chris, you gotta buy the he's love. Worn down by the love. love from his marriage. Well, you want some. You want like an every man in that part. Right? Yeah, old people can't. Is the love. trick to that? No, but, but <laughs> if he's twenty years older than the sex part, you're not gonna buy that oh, they I could see. actually be in love. I see. You know, but they do it all the time. How old do you? How much older do you think uh, John Cleese was than Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't know how much. Probably twenty years. Probably. Really? He was probably fifty something. She was probably thirty something. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't feel like it's that big. It's yeah. Feels like ten. For sure. 12. He's well, he His hair's died. He's shredded. You look at the guy. His body is cut. Yes, but he's gray <laughs> and wrinkled. <laughs> Never thought of John Cleese in that way. And now no, I can't. No, now you can't. Now, yeah. Now I exactly. can't. That's unfinished. the only way to think of him. I was struck by the man. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> this is the third time you brought him up. <laughs> no, you look good. Man. I agree. All right. Any any final thoughts? Well, uh, as the person that hasn't seen it, really, is there anything that you were surprised by or? Uh, like yeah. Because yeah. you, you're honest, probably the know, one that normally asks the question. Be honest, because so. we know Tampa loves this movie, so you know. You do love this is, no, but this is a question I often ask. I, I think I was surprised by how well it ages. Right. Given that it's 30 years old, um, and, and it doesn't feel dated in the way that a lot of movies of that era feel. Especially comedies. Especially com- comedies in particular. Yeah. Because comedies, you know, okay mediocre comedies do not age well. Yeah. No. You know, it's they so have funny. to be very, very tight and very, very smart. Um, so it ages very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, how much of it, because I, I remember listening to the Princess Bride one, and so uh, I forget his name, but he's talking about the, the, the nostalgia factor. So for oh, me, Alan, yeah. for me, I have no, I'm so biased because yeah. I have insane nostalgia factor with this. And, and like, I've seen it so often that it's, I, I've, I don't know what it would be like to watch it for the first time. Yeah, which is what's interesting about this too. This process is like, right. is it? We had that conversation. Is, it, like, is there a point where it's too late? You've missed the point where you right. can't appreciate the movie originally. And I don't think that's true for this movie. I, I think there's a lot of moments in this I would now use and put into my 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 references for things where I'm using really? scenes. So as I think I would probably revisit this at some point on my own hmm. but also it's just the kind of thing where it's like there's certain scenes where I would use as a, as a point of reference for yeah, things yeah. Right. moving forward right cool um, like it's so, iconic comedy scenes well so many people just this week as I was like you know wrangling people to come on were so ashamed that I hadn't seen this movie they were just like <laughs> shaming me left right and center <laughs> which is not what this is about this, movie, this, this podcast is about celebrating right. the fact that you haven't seen something and finally getting around to it but uh, but it is one of those ones where I think most people have seen it, um, and so I don't know how I, it came that I never got around to it. Yeah. But this and Three Amigos. I haven't seen Three Amigos. Oh, yeah. Which, which my wife shamed me about. What's the last Three Amigos, I think, that? for me is a nostalgic one, and revisiting it. There's some funny moments in it, but it's to me it doesn't hold up nearly as well as this. Well, we just did um, on the previous two episodes. We did Seven Samurai and Magnificent Seven, and while we were watching Magnificent Seven, Ken Cooper's was watching. He's like, "This feels like a ripoff of uh, Three Amigos." He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's the other way around. Right. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, right." Because uh, he'd seen that and seen that movie like a hundred times, but hadn't seen right, it in seven. Right. And then suddenly, I, like while she's watching, it was just his mind was being blown by how he was realizing, oh my god, Three Amigos is a farce of this movie. 
And right. I know this movie because I know that movie, but I, this is like the straight version of it. Yeah. That's what happens when you have black holes. Yeah. And, and that's why when you go back and watch them, sometimes it's like, yeah, like the whole Citizen Kane thing where it's like, but it's, it was the first yeah. one. Well, okay. But not for me, it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. For me, it's like the 700th one and it doesn't do it nearly as well as some of these other ones. Yeah, but so it, you, was, it was the first one. Well, it was the first one. Kudos to it. But like, yeah. Academically, no, you've got it. No, but you do have to like you do have to remind yourself what was the time period, what was the context, what was going on sure. to really properly appreciate certain old movies, because otherwise, yeah, you do have that factor where you're like, well, you know, this one did it better. Depends later. who you. I think maybe it depends who you watch with too. Like, I would be really curious to see what it would be like if we watched this, because we're all of the similar age. We watch this with a 26-year-old guy. Or, That's a good know, point. Or yeah. four guys. I mean, you know, your it's wife true. is here. But, the, like, what the, you know, how they... Yeah, were. yeah, Emily had to go to bed, but I want to know what she thinks. Because yeah. there's some she stuff in that that's, like, pretty fucking sexist. Yeah. Like, what stuff was really sexist for you? Well, uh, I don't know. Um... Like Jamie Lee Curtis is just a character. The, the, the generally Jamie, speaking, that she was such a sex bot or something. That well, she, yeah, she, she was empowered though. She, yeah, exactly. She, she did empowered. it for her own devices. It wasn't like anyone was manipulating yeah, but, her, making her do it. Well, except the writer that wrote that character. That's fair. So I mean, that, but that's for everything. Like yeah. so, every, every when you think about that, everything is created by the writer essentially. I, I mean, not the actors, the director flesh it out. Sure. But, um, some guy wrote that, you know, John Cleese. Yeah. John Cleese wrote that so that she would be that way. Now she, uh, finds it within herself to, to, to fill it out and to make it, to, to empower it, you yeah. know, like to make it real. So, and when she does it, it comes across from my point of view beautifully, but that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know that I can really speak to this because I'm a man. And I, I, I would love to hear uh, a female perspective on whether they agree or disagree. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's the Let same with the know. wife. The way the wife is written is, is typical sort of naggy wife at the beginning. And that's sort of the point. Uh, now, I think, again, she's a brilliant enough actor that she fills up that character and makes a, that character mm-hmm. incredibly human uh, in, in the way that she does maybe love him and, and the way that she gets hurt by him and all, all these things. But, but I don't know. I'd be curious. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of movies from the 80s that just don't hold up. Uh, don't rewatch Animal House. Yeah, I, I, I tried to watch that That's for the first the time. Film that I've been a couple thinking months ago. It's super rapey. Yeah, it's yeah. super. There's so much stuff in there that. Like, that's what I was talking about earlier when I was talking about, like, when you're watching these movies from that era, and now you're like, ugh. Like, I cringed through Animal House. There's yeah. it just. I couldn't do it. So many. I got 20 minutes in. I had that as a family night movie. Maybe. No. Well, <laughs> sure. I'll just go back to the old stuff. You're, no, it's it's nothing, now. It's nothing your kids haven't seen. Yeah, right. But no, it, like, it's real true. Life. No, it's true. They just go online and watch whatever they want. But you know what? This film was standing up today. I, I got the sense, though, that the actors are having a really good time. There's great joy in this film. Well, and, and they're actually going for it. They were they're really not, enjoying so themselves. See, I, I was talking to a buddy about Three Amigos, and he's like, those guys are, it's lazy. It's, they're, they're just cakewalking through that mm. whole film. Mm. I sort of agree with them, sort of. Now, they're all super talented, so they're pulling off a lot of it. But in this, I don't get that sense at all. That mm-hmm. They're all working. Like, they, they're and they're really at the top of their game. The top of their game. Okay. And they're finding, I think, that they must be finding magical stuff as they're shooting. That's not all... 
there's magic in there. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Like, I, it's not just you know, having, technique. It's having not, not read the fun. script, I imagine that that armpit sniffing thing was not in the script. Yeah, no, I think they just you know they just uncorked it. I remember reading about Klein and his improvising with this and really going down on it. Yeah, a lot of his stuff is just of the magic of the moment. Funny stuff. The moment where he comes in, Jamie uh, Curtis was supposed to be in the shower and he's in the bathroom and he's just sitting on the he's, toilet, pants <laughs> up, and he still flushes the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good moment. It's an excellent moment. So good. So good. Uh, yeah, I think overall, I, I really enjoyed this film. I really yeah, you hadn't seen it for some time. It's been quite a while. Such yeah, a, it was the early 90s I saw this film and... Uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I, I really, really. I'm so glad I finally watched it. Yeah, good. Yeah, and I would, and I would rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think is another every thing. year. I don't know if I rewatch it. Every year. <laughs> I would certainly but, watch that scene. Or the, the, the oh yeah, wife shows up. Again I've studied the flat tire. Scene. That's yes. a brilliant scene. Yeah, like it's the kind of movie where my my kids are older. I'll probably show it to them. <clears throat> yeah, mm-hmm. as, as a good movie from the past. Have you seen the Court Jester, Danny Kaye? No. I haven't even heard of that one. This is uh, the only reason I know about any Danny Kaye film or Danny Kaye really is my dad who loved all those movies. And it's, so it's the same kind of thing. He yeah, showed it to me because he's like, I want to show my son this, you know, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. Danny Kaye is sort of a slightly smarter version than Jerry Lewis. Okay. Cause he, he does the physical comedy a lot, but he also does some pretty witty, clever stuff. Uh, and Court Jester is sort of, for me, the maybe the best Danny Kaye movie in terms of like straight up comedy sort of film. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. But there's some bad, like there's some long musical bits, and there's some like you know it's it's a film of that time for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of the physical stuff, it and and the the premise of some of the bits is is kind of perfect. It's really beautiful. Now, now we're on to. Do you know where you can find a copy of that? Oh, my dad has one. I'm sure I can. <laughs> so oh, sort of oh, great. But yeah, iTunes for like Street, five bucks yeah. probably couldn't. Can't you get most things off? Oh yeah, probably Amazon. But Bay Street Video would have it for sure. It's around there. Yeah. Props to Bay Street Video. I'll. You'll. It'll show up in your mail next week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they just like, send it out. No, for me. Oh, yay! Wow, well, you try to be nice. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. That was great. It was so great to watch it again. Yeah, this yeah, is a spot, too. Also, with someone like Glenn who laughs every two seconds, you, no matter what. Je- laugh generously, sir. <laughs> yeah, really? Glenn yeah. laughs at the funny parts, and he also laughs at the not funny parts. I know. And that's like all but the that's parts. That's why I laugh, because they're not funny. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Thanks for joining us for A Fish Called Wanda. If you like the show, please subscribe to the podcast and spread the word about it. You can find me on Twitter at Lalon Jeremy and look on Facebook for Black Hole Films. Feel free to suggest any films you think we should cover and, you know, if there's any generic or specific questions you want us to ask about things. And until next time, go watch something you've never seen. Thanks. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a